Hello and welcome to Biswell. I'm Melissa Potello and I have two guests today, Jane and Kara Wiggin. I invited them to come in and chat today. They are an amazing mother and daughter duo that have such a great adult relationship. And as I'm going through transition with my son, going from child to now adult and how you communicate and the do's and don'ts, I said, will you all talk with me and give me some tips? So welcome. Great to be here. We'll start with Jane. So tell us about who you are, what you've done, where you've come um, from. I'm a recently retired educator. I worked at a high school as the director of student services. I was in charge of the guidance and special education department and worked on admissions. It was a public school, but kids had to apply to it because it was a vocational school for kids interested in environmental and animal science. Um, the mother of three kids, and Kara is my baby. Well, amazing. You have your professional as well as your own personal experience with children mm-hmm. and education. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Hi, Kara. Tell Hello. us about you. I'm Kara. I- I am currently a grad student at Cal State Long Beach. I'm studying um, aquatic toxicology, and I'm mostly focusing on microplastic pollution. Tell us what a little bit more about what, what that sure. is. Sure. So I basically just study um, pollutants in the environment. So a big pollutant of interest lately has been plastic in the environment. There's a lot of it out there, and we have no idea how it's affecting our environments and our animals. So I study a little bit about how plastic affects animals. Good work is being done there. I'm sure one day we'll have to talk about that mm-hmm. as a side conversation but today about transitioning from when your child grows up and becomes an adult and how you communicate. I think every parent hopefully will listen to this and then every adult child, because Kara's going to tell us and me specifically tips how you work with your kids and communicate with them and how you start to detach from that parenting role into more of a friendship role or just what do you become? Like, how do you go from being the mom or the parent doing everything then do it or now with an adult who doesn't want to be parented anymore? So I think, at, you know, the senior year of high school when they turn 18 around that time <clears throat> and they go off to college, I think you're still their parent. I think that, you know, college, there's a lot to adjust to in college and they still call and ask your advice and want to talk to you and come home and still, you know, feel like you need to be uh, advising her and taking care of her and then slowly over college time you realize that she is able to solve her own problems and doesn't need you that much anymore and by the time she graduated um, from college she was extremely independent you know knew what she wanted to do um, you know was really her own person and then she moved back home the year after college and it was uh, for me a, a subtle but pretty significant change in that she she managed everything herself I mean I didn't have to do anything she and we had a lot of fun that year. You know, maybe maybe asking my advice about something, but like the same way you ask a friend mm-hmm. advice rather than, you know, I need, tell me what to do. It was like, I think I'm going to do this. What do you think? But that's, it was the same kind, kind of conversations I had with friends rather than with somebody who's, I felt like I needed to teach. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we had to even go through an active transition from, and you know, especially as an educator in guidance, you know, she's a problem solver. And mm-hmm. so when I complain about something, she's like, well, let me fix it and tell me all this advice. And it was, mm-hmm. you know, a transition between me being like, I just want to complain to you sometimes mm-hmm. without you giving me any advice. Because I, I am at a stage where I can figure these things out on my own, but you know, sometimes I do just want to whine about it a little bit. And so I think you actually told me that. No, we did. I know we've had, we had an active conversation yeah. about it. And, and I because was like, I was like, you know, telling me what to do. Like, I, I know that I can handle it slash, you know, I knew that as, as an adult, I wanted to figure out how to handle certain situations on my own and stuff. And like, she had always given advice to me always. That was always good, you know, but 
there was times when I'm getting older, especially since I'm not going into her field where she would give me advice that I was like, you know what, actually, that just really doesn't apply to me mm-hmm. in my field. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to not take it. <laughs> and I think, you know, moving away from that as learning, I, I'm not going to take her advice for certain things. If it didn't apply, it was probably great advice. But that, um, so yeah, it was definitely an active transition to let me cook, ask you for advice when I feel like I need it versus her just being like, let me. So did you have that conversation or did it occur just sort of organically that that's the lead you both took? Or at one point, did you have to say, mom, stop, I need to solve this on my own? I think that that did happen. I I don't remember the exact conversation, but I do remember a shift in in that because she's right. And as a parent, right? Our job is to solve problems and take care of our children. So at some point that has to stop, like you said. So is it just, is it a light switch? It just stops at one point or... I guess from your perspective, Kara, as, as the adult child now, do you advise would it be parents should just like stop trying to solve problems or it should be something you discuss and figure out what the right recipe for that kind of advice is going to be? Yeah, you know what? I think it should be active on the parents. Like I think it's cool for kids to be able to say, you know, I don't need this. But I think the, the parents not automatically giving advice shows that they trust their child and trust them to make a good decision on their own. And I think that's a really powerful statement to make as a parent and saying like you know I'm not automatically just gonna tell you what to do because you seem mature and amazing Mm -hmm. enough to figure this out on your own and I think that's a really powerful like moment for parents to give their kids that like autonomy I think that in college I used to say that to her occasionally I would say you know I'm sure you'll figure this out or you'll figure it out you know or maybe you You say that a lot and then and of course I would say to myself a lot more I'm sure she'll figure this out you know (laughs) because um but she always did and I think that um you know it kind of it kind of wavers naturally because you realize they're not asking for your advice because they don't want to know what you think you know Uh, not because they don't think you'll give them good advice because I think they just want to to know they can do it themselves and she did and so it was was easy but you never ever stop being a mom you know you're just not very difficult um, but then you trust and you and you see success and you just go you know it's okay and then you find out that when you're not the person giving them advice you can open up a lot and say a lot of stuff to them that they normally wouldn't you know things that I wouldn't normally ever I would shield them from that I don't anymore right so you realize that's when that that shift comes I think to say well to have her around because she's a lot of fun and she's so smart you know she can manage this rather than boy I better tell her what to do right and if we've done our job and we've done it well then that, they're ready for that. You know, it's just yeah. hard to let go. So that's good to have from both of you. So don't automatically give the advice. Um, and it, as you said, and you said it eloquently to say that it's very powerful and it helps, it helps build probably the adult child's self-esteem to say, I can do this on my own and that my parent trusts me enough to make my own decisions. Well, when, when, the, when, like when Kara complains about something because pal, you know, I'm a friend and she'll go, oh, you know, you don't believe it happened. Sometimes it's better to say, which I still don't always do. I still try to offer for advice I know I, I just still do that but sometimes it's it's as a parent I think it would be good to say well what did you do what did mm-hmm. you think about that mm-hmm. what's your solution you know like that's what I was gonna say yeah. like oh what so what do you think you're gonna do yeah. mm-hmm. like I think that's a really and then they go yeah. <laughs> let me come up with something yeah. right yeah. which exactly. I think is interesting yeah gotta, but I mean we st- I still say that to you yeah. honestly quite often like I remember I, I don't remember what it was a couple months ago I think I was ta- asking like complaining about writing something for an application and you were like why don't you do this and this and this and say this and call this person and I was like I was like I really don't want advice right now I really just want to whine about this and she's like okay yeah. you know I mean it's like we had a I'm like I'll figure it out I know what I have to do I'm just annoyed that I have to do it and she's like okay 
we had a funny conversation the other day because um, the way that a doctoral student applies to a program, the way they start off a letter is completely different from a way that an educator would send a letter. And I'm like, you shouldn't say this. She goes, that's how you do it. And I'm like, it really sounds dumb. And she's like, it's how we do it. And I'm like, I think you should take it out. And she goes, I'm not taking it out. <laughs> I was like, we'll two days. Because like, I gave it to her to edit. And she was like, I hated all of these things. And I was like, well, that's how you're supposed to do it. So I'm keeping it in. And she did. And you know what? It was totally fine. Good. <laughs> it was very funny, though. You know, and then you just realize she, she absolutely knows what she's talking about, and maybe I don't, you know, because her field is completely different from mine. Yeah, it's just nuanced. It's just different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Field. And so what about when you first went off to college and retrospect and looking back, what advice would you give to parents for that initial either communication, how often do you, do you communicate, or, you know, I'm guessing I might be communicating more so than my son probably wants, but how did that go for you, and what, what do you think looking back? I think that's nice. I think it's nice to be in excess communication I'm a fan of that but um but like again we're really close I just like to be talking to them all the time especially because I'm across the country and I get pretty homesick um but I don't really remember how often I I probably I mean I call you every single day now but I probably called like every few days Mm -hmm. it depended on what she was doing and what was happening you know Mm -hmm. there was she had some something that's not not like horribly bad Mm -hmm. but just you know some annoying thing that would bother you but um it's funny because when I first started doing college tours with kids from high school or with my my children, I noticed that every kid, when different from me, when every kid left the class, I would see them walk out of the building and they would take out their flip phones back then and they'd call somebody and I would go, I wonder who they're calling. And about at the same time when all of my friends' kids were going to college, my friends at home would say, oh my God, my, my son calls, you know, we almost didn't want them to call every day. Um, and Kara didn't in college at all. She calls more now just because we're friendly and mm-hmm. I love hearing from her and she knows I want to hear from her, but um, she didn't call that much. And I think you just have to, when you use those kind of questions, well, what do you think you want to do about that? Or, mm-hmm. you know, what should you do? Um, and every once in a while we gave her some good advice like join a club and that made a huge difference for her mm-hmm. you know um, but when you're in it because when you're in it even now as an adult when you're in a problem sometimes you can't see the solution yeah. but she generally does how is it you also have a son and I'm wondering too with genders it might be a little bit different I was always closer with my mom and mm-hmm. called her a lot mm-hmm. did your son communicate a lot or how was that different with your he only communicated when he needed something <laughs> so okay no, that's totally true <laughs> okay yeah and a lot of my friends who have sons say the same thing oh I never hear from him okay yeah I think we want to sort of let level it here so if people are listening go oh my gosh my son never, never calls possible. like you know Kara did mm-hmm. but that it's a gender you know when Dominic was younger you know and that was what you did maybe when they were kindergarten or first grade so it's mm-hmm. you're having to let go of that mm-hmm. and you want to do it just to you know help them out but in in retrospect you're not you're actually hindering them from being able to solve things on their own if you're constantly jumping in in high school the, well, the year I left last year um, kids would call their parents between classes and I would tell the parents at home you know don't answer the phone you know and they would look at me with shock you know at the orientation that we'd have for parents and I'm like you don't need to be in touch with your kid you know the, there's a, a term called in loco parentis and that's what teachers are when parents are absent you know mm-hmm. or that means it means the teachers are the parents when the parents aren't around you know and and I'd say we are there to take care of them. We have phones in every classroom. We have walkie-talkies. There is nothing that you can do 25 miles away, you know, at work when we're here. And you need to let the kids solve their own problems. And once again, the kids who called their parents all the time were kids who just couldn't. And it made me crazy. I, I, I just was so sad for those kids. Right. Because, um, again, the parents right. are not doing them right. any justice. Right. They actually... I think I only spoke to one teacher. Uh-huh. You had one teacher in all of your high school. And that was, like, and, and that was after I 
I had like gone to a ton of extra help mm-hmm. and like done all this stuff on my own and it just like I mean I was like a pretty independent kid like you guys are pretty hands off with me like you know I did my homework like it was I was just like my own thing as a kid um I mean I think it helps to have like a bunch of like you mm-hmm. know two other siblings too that are like bothering the parents as well but right you know I think independent like you know I went off to camp when I was 11 I was just like see ya <laughs> and like you know it was just like that I think that's why I'm pretty independent adult but I think that yeah but I also didn't you know we we made them do their stuff you know I I mean I have parents who do homework for their kids who did homework with their kids you know I'm like stop yeah it's just not that hard (laughs) like and if it is that hard then you need to go to school and talk about it but it usually isn't that hard it's just that kids don't want to do it yeah you had never helped well and I see it now in the workplace people who work for me and with me and you know they'll come in to a meeting or a situation with almost like here's the problem and wanting you know their leadership to solve it and it's like, that's why I hired you. Like, let's, if you want some help brainstorming some ideas, but as soon as it's almost presented, I always turn it around and say, well, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Like, if I, if I have to give you all the answers, then you, might, you. you don't need to be here, <laughs> right. right? Exactly. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. Because then I'm doing it all yeah. and you're not bringing any value. So I think problem solving and being able to at least work through it and come up with some ideas. And I can see needing the guidance mm-hmm. in work or in school, but again, being able to come to the table with something you have to, and it's. And it's one thing to brainstorm together and say, I'm stuck here. Mm-hmm. Can, can I talk to you about some things like that? You know, and it's another to say, we'll do this. You right. know, and uh, I think parents are doing too much of the latter. You know, mm-hmm. they're, too, they're getting too involved in their older kids' lives. Um, you know, I remember even sports. You know, sports was, you know, oh, parents yeah. screaming on the, you know, stop, just let them play. Yeah, you, know, stop. <laughs> you never did that. No, you never. Like, no. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're fine. Keep playing. Good you know. advice, Jane. Yeah. So stop. Let the kids solve their problems. Mm-hmm. They're going to be more successful mm-hmm. long term. I think kids are smarter than parents give them credit for, and they're they're a little bit more mm-hmm. aware than parents mm-hmm. give them credit for. If you let them take that chance, shine. Yes. Then they, they'll take it. I saw it a lot, particularly with the better. The more that the kids learn to deal with that on their own. Parents, I always thought that their job at home should be build up the kids' self-esteem so that they, they don't respond to the bullying. Yeah. They don't understand. You know, they know how to make good friendships. They understand, you know, what their strengths are rather than trying to deny it or trying to, you know, tell mm-hmm. a kid to lose weight. That's a ridiculous thing. <laughs> you don't do that. You say yeah. you're all right the way you are, you know. Yeah. So speaking of that building self-esteem, that's difficult as a child, as an adult. It's an ongoing, probably lifelong long learning experience so what is your advice to parents about helping their kids or how do they help them become more confident in themselves you know there's a good question and I don't have the exact answer because um even my all three of my kids in high school I think felt like I'm ugly I'm dumb you know like I'm not I'm not this I'm not that you know despite I mean like look in the mirror you're not you know or you know you're not how many times I said you're amazing you know you don't always believe it but I think I don't know I guess I I I felt like you you can always just you know you tell them you love them and tell them you'll Mm -hmm. be there for them and that that's going to be enough I think ultimately confidence is a choice and I think you can teach your kids that. Mm-hmm. Like, I really believe you can just, like, choose to be confident one day. Like, I think that's that's absolutely a choice that not a lot of people make. Because yeah. they think that they need to be better, but you can acknowledge that you're enough. But, um, I mean, I think with things like, you know, the way that you talk to your kids, too, something that has always stuck with me that you told me a really long time ago was to never tell your kids that they're really smart. Tell them that they're really hard workers. Mm-hmm. And you have done that right. to me my whole life. I don't know why I've remembered that mm-hmm. for, like, 15 years. But you always were like... You'll figure it out because you're a really hard worker. Not you'll figure it out because you're smart. Because then, then kids go, but I'm not like I'm not smart. I'm stupid. But if you're a hard worker, that's always something you can do. Like I've always 
been a hard worker. You can always be smart if you work hard. I, I learned about that years ago when I was, you know, looking, you know, just about, through child development, you know, classes and conferences and talking to people that I thought it was always more important to um, reward hard work mm. rather than being smart. Being smart isn't really something you control, <laughs> but hard work is. Yeah, and even at school, yeah. we used to say to the kids, you know, I'm so, I, we used, I used to tell teachers and parents, you know, tell your kid, I'm so proud of the work you did. Mm. I'm so proud of how hard you worked on this. Even if you got a C, I'm so proud of that hard work rather than, oh, you got an A, good for you, you're so smart. You know, but, you know, we all know that intelligence bell curve and, you know, some people have got it, some people don't. We're not Einsteins in our family, but we work hard mm, and we're successful for that. Yeah. You know? yeah. And that's something that I think I still think about every day. Like, I don't ever feel like I'm a genius when I'm at school. I always feel like there's people smarter than me, but I work really hard. Mm -hmm. And I know I can get to that level mm -hmm. if I just work hard enough. And, like, that's maybe an American tendency that's not, not so great. But that's always something that I've been like, you know what? I'm pretty confident doing anything because I always know I can work hard enough to get to where I need to be to learn the stuff that I need to learn. Especially, like, in research. Because you'll go in and you go, oh, my God, I have no idea what I'm talking about. I don't know anything about the subject. But you just put in the time. You'll figure it out you'll figure and it out that's yeah. that's definitely like a huge form of confidence is just knowing that if you work hard enough like you'll do it and that comes with experience like knowing I've had a ton of experience where I've been extremely uncomfortable and nervous going into something but you work hard you try to figure it out and then absolutely organic chemistry that's, that's fine that's no, yeah. fine with that I know you thought it was gonna be really yeah but then it's like you, you work, work wicked hard, hard and, and then you're good fun, to go right? yeah like because yeah. uh, she, she called me at the beginning of the class she goes everyone's dropping out all these pre-med students are dropping out I'm like that's because it's gonna be hard you stayed in it and did really well. I did it. Well, yeah. well and I think <laughs> I having the support, I think I grew up in a way where my mom always said, you can do it. There, mm -hmm. you can, it was, that was just the mantra. Yep. You can do this. Yeah, you can yeah, do this. Yeah. And just having that constant um, repetitious reinforcement over and over, it builds that confidence. Mm -hmm. And you can see it with kids or even adults where they just hear negative, negative, mm -hmm. negative. That's what they think. Mm -hmm. And so um, I know it's funny when Dominic was little, we would, I would, even when he's like a little boy and then on, I'd always just pat him on the back and say, you're okay you're okay. You know, you've got this. And it's funny. I don't know. It was about a year ago and I was going through something at work and I was very emotional. And he just said, mom, you're okay. You've got this. And it's like for him to, yeah. I know it was just this <laughs> moment of, you know, reversal. And all those years I had told him he believes it. And then for him to say it to me, it's like, yeah, you're right. I, I've got this. So I can't tell you how many conversations. Yeah. And they follow your sort of your lead. And if they see that those are the kids that are going to grow up to blame everybody at work and it's exactly never right. your fault. And exactly I, it's right. people don't take accountability. So exactly unfortunately, right. it's yeah. when they modeled in their parents. Mm -hmm. well, so I guess I'm lucky that I have good kids. Yeah, but yeah. I, yeah, I think that confidence can be built for sure. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, you always told us we can do it. You're, you're always like, fine. Like, you can totally do this. Like, and then I think something, I don't know if it like, sounds bad, but you used to always be like, they're already past high school. Like, I really struggled to get my driver's license. I got so anxious and she was like there are so many idiots on the road every day who pass their driver's license like you can do like you know what I mean it was like it's kind true. of comparing yourself to the right. general population and being like you know what there are so many people who pass high school every day like you're gonna be fine like that's kind of I, I actually really I still think about that all the time like especially in the graduate program now you know there's a smaller number of people who go to grad school for science but there are still an incredible number of people who get their masters and like I sit there and I'm like I can't do it but then I'm like no, yeah yeah there yeah. are literally thousands of other people who have done this like I'm fine yeah you, you've got it yeah. well all good stuff I think a big takeaway here is not automatically giving advice thank you Kara I think I 
I have to bite my tongue all the time and, you know, going into those conversations and wanting to first start to give out all the recommendations, but that's a good one. And obviously listening is an important one just to... Well, put, if you want them to still keep calling. <laughs> exactly. That's put why the, I call her. <laughs> really. Your, mo- your mama listens. friend therapist. Yeah. <laughs> and then helping as parents, just reiterating, like help your kids become problem solvers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Don't solve it all for them. Reinforce hard work, not results. That's mm-hmm. right. Hard work. And ultimately with hard work comes results. But if you're focused Absolutely. on the hard work. If you're yeah. focused on the results rather than that, all the hard work is like well you know point yeah all good stuff thank you Kara thank you Jane you're welcome